0: Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I am so glad to have you with me. The phone number here is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Very happy to have you on the program. I want to bring you up to speed on all the rest of the stuff that's going on out there. We have to talk about the Republican on Republican violence happening in Washington, D.C. There's been a big meeting. Of House Republicans, Jim Jordan does not have the votes to become the Speaker of the House. In fact, uh, Jim Jordan is now saying he's willing to collaborate on a bipartisan deal to make Patrick McHenry Speaker of the House. McHenry, you should note, does not want to be the Speaker of the House, Uh, he, he, well, if it takes Democrats, McHenry says he doesn't want to be speaker of the house. If it requires them to cut a deal with the Democrats. What's interesting here is that Jim Jordan now is apparently willing to make a deal that a lot of them don't want. Now, this is from one of the, who is this? Uh, this is from Capitol Hill reporter of Axios. Uh, Julie Grace Brufke says, per a source of the room, Kevin McCarthy screamed at Matt Gaetz to sit down when Gates went to the microphone. Um, and another representative nearly lunged at Matt Gates. Kevin McCarthy advocated for empowering Patrick McHenry, while Jim Jordan uh, stays on as a speaker designee. House Republican tempers are flaring uh, behind the scenes as to what's happened. Now, several of the Republicans you need to know have gotten death threats. One of the latest is Drew Ferguson, a congressman from Georgia. Uh, Ferguson's camp and others are more explicitly tying this to Jim Jordan now, that Jordan has not been vocal enough in their minds to quiet the conservative antagonists in favor of Jordan. When Republican members of Congress get death threats from Republicans, they tend to dig in their heels and say, I'm going to stand up to the bullies. That's something to keep in mind. Now, what's so notable is that you have a number of conservative Republicans in Congress, including my buddy Chip Roy, Andy Ogles and others, Thomas Massey, who they wanted Jim Jordan to be speaker, and they come out very aggressively and said, we're not going to cut a deal on Patrick McHenry. We don't want a deal on Patrick McHenry if it means collaborating with the Democrats. That's McHenry, by the way, is on record saying, I don't want to deal with the Democrats. So it would have to be the Republicans agreeing to it. Jim Jordan has now come out and said, I support this deal. So you've got all these conservatives who threw their weight behind Jim Jordan saying it's Jordan or bust, and Jim Jordan comes out and says, actually, you know, I'm willing to collaborate to make it Patrick McHenry. That's going to, well, not be a great deal. It's going to enrage a great many people. So what's going to happen? My sense is that Patrick McHenry is going to become Speaker of the House. And my sense is that for Jim Jordan to become Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan is going to have to cut some deals that are going to alienate conservatives who support him. The SALT deduction is one of those. The SALT deduction, SALT stands for state and local taxes. Prior to the Trump administration and his tax deal, and an individual could deduct a hundred percent of his state and local taxes from his federal income tax. So you pay five thousand dollars to your state, you deduct that from your federal taxes. It lowers your tax burden at the federal level. Under the Trump administration, they capped it, I think it was like forty or fifty thousand dollars. And that's a huge problem for rich people in New York, California, and Illinois. One of the things because the one of the things the salt deduction enabled was state governments driving up state taxes, knowing that they would be offset from the federal tax burden so rich residents wouldn't be burdened with the tax implications of state policies. No one would. The Trump administration killed the salt deduction. They limited it. So for the middle class, they could still benefit from the salt deduction, but for the super wealthy, they could not. The result was a wealth flight out of New York in California. A lot of people moved to Florida and Texas. Elon Musk moved to Texas. A lot of New Yorkers moved to Florida, which doesn't have income tax, like Texas, and suddenly they don't have the salt deduction anymore. They don't have to worry about state local taxes anymore. You know, in California, like in Los Angeles, Los Angeles city and county, they tax your income. New York City taxes your income. It's not just New York State. New York City taxes your income. Well, you could deduct all of that when you were um when you were a resident of New York prior to the Trump tax cuts. Now you can't. So you had to move to Florida where there's no income tax to suddenly benefit your life. Now the downside is it moved a bunch of progressives down to Florida, but the Floridians converted them to DeSantis supporters, which was fine. New York Republicans want to restore the SALT deduction, and Jim Jordan is willing to cut a deal with them. That's not very conservative. The problem with the Jordan campaign at this moment is that for him to become Speaker, he's going to have to cut deals that other people wouldn't have to cut. Kevin McCarthy did not have to cut a deal on the SALT deduction to become Speaker. Jim Jordan would. Patrick McHenry would not have to cut a SALT deduction deal. Jim Jordan would. Any major staunch conservative backed by Matt Gates would have to cut a deal that no one else would have to cut because it's payback time. But I don't think even those deals would get Jim Jordan the votes. The reason I say this is because there are enough Republicans in the House who are so furious with what Matt Gates did. And Matt Gates pretty quickly th- thereafter came out and said, I want Jim Jordan – to be speaker, they believe that they would be rewarding Matt Gates. And they don't want to reward Matt Gates. They would rather cut a deal with the Democrats than reward Matt Gates. Mike Gallagher is a Republican from Wisconsin. He's come out of the GOP conference meeting and says he needs to go to chapel and pray the rosary for some guidance. Temperatures are pretty high in the meeting. Lots of tempers flaring behind those closed doors. I'm aware of a couple of things that have happened to members of Congress, and they've asked me not to talk about them publicly. It may leak from this meeting, and if so, I'm, I'm allowed to talk about it. But um, some of the, the death threats were distinct. Uh, Death threats enough to some of these members of Congress that it makes you think that the people making the death threats actually had plotted out uh, where these people live to at least put fear in them and their families. And they're blaming Jim Jordan for it. Now, I don't think Jim Jordan had anything to do with any of the death threats. I don't think Jim Jordan did. But some conservative outside groups, they have led to a feeding frenzy among conservatives. And it is costing Jim Jordan the speakership. It's it's a way to sabotage conservatives. And this happens all the time in the conservative movement. You know, so I've got an activism portal. Some of you have used it where I can generate, um, get you to generate phone calls or emails or social media messages to members of Congress or state legislatures and say, "Hey, I'm a constituent. I would really like your help. Uh, I'm a constituent. I would really like to uh, you to do something. I'm a constituent. I really like for you to vote for Jim Jordan. I didn't fire it up for Jim Jordan, even though I support Jim Jordan, because I knew it would do more harm than good. A lot of conservative groups forgot that lesson. More importantly, when I do do it, I tend to pre-write the emails and the tweets." the social media messages and not allow people to alter them because there's always some jerk who decides to turn it into a death threat. There's always some jerk who thinks it's going to be more influential if you scare them or bully them. And it never works that way. It always blows up in their faces. It always hurts you when you come out as a brain biblical donkey. But there are a lot of people who can't get it through their thick skull. So for those of you conservatives who have threatened these members of Congress with primaries, for those of you who have threatened their families What you've done is to ensure that the guy you want, Jim Jordan, will never actually become Speaker of the House of Representatives. By bullying these members of Congress, by threatening them, by trying to make them scared, all you did was make them mad. And frankly, I do think Jim Jordan should have spoken up more forcefully to the conservative groups and said, this is not a good idea, guys. Stop this. Let me handle it behind the scenes. He had Kevin McCarthy helping him. I don't know why Kevin McCarthy's helping him. In fact, there are a number of conservatives wondering why Kevin McCarthy's helping him. But as of today, the opportunity for Jim Jordan to become Speaker of the House is dead. Maybe they will let Timbers fl- uh, settle down. Maybe they will calm the room. Maybe they will just prop up McCarthy or rather McHenry and let things settle down for several months but today there's no way for jim jordan to become a speaker of the house and frankly a lot of the conservatives who bullied the members of congress have nothing but themselves to blame that and matt gates matt gates sabotaged everything matt gates poisoned the well by sabotaging kevin mccarthy and here's the craziest thing about what matt gates did had he waited 40 days had Matt Gates waited 40 days until the next spending package, the final spending package, came down the line? And if it was a bad deal, Matt Gates could have probably gotten 30 or 40 Republicans to join him in ousting Kevin McCarthy. Instead, it was him and seven others. They look like hostage takers, and they're not going to be rewarded. They wanted Jim Jordan. They've all come out for Jim Jordan, and so they will not get Jim Jordan because you don't negotiate with hostage takers. Lesson from Ronald Reagan, Republicans have taken to heart. Every single thing you could do and do wrong to help Jim Jordan has happened now. It's time to move on. It's time to just let Patrick McHenry keep the job for a few months. It's time to move on. All right. We got other stuff to talk about when we come back, and I'll take your phone calls as well. 877. 877- 973-7425.
1: He's got the courage to tell you the actual truth. Even when it isn't popular, it's The Eric Erickson Show. You can be live on Eric's show by calling 877 97 Eric. That's
0: 877-973-7425. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I, I got to tell you, I am a little bit discombobulated today. If I sound a little disjointed, it's, it's I, I'm admitting that I am. There's so much news I'm trying to process and get through, and there's so much coming in behind closed doors. Y'all should see my text messages right now. Uh, I normally have my phone set so that I only get text messages from Charlie Phillip and a couple other people during the show, and I've just left it going today because of I'm getting all these texts from people behind closed doors in this meeting of Republicans, and they are furious with each other. Some of them wrapping up this meeting now and coming out, and they're just livid. And, I mean, it I don't know that Jim Jordan understands the damage that has been done to him by his supporters. Republicans are now furious with Jim Jordan for backing uh, Patrick McHenry, saying it was self-serving, and members are encouraging him to drop him out of the race. It's just furious, furious, furious. Um, I mean, I don't know how this is salvageable. I think what's going to have to happen is the Republicans are either going to have to go back in the minority next year, which God forbid they do, or they're going to have to expand their majority, which I hope they do. They're going to have to expand their majority. But having a four-seat margin is not sustainable for a party that has such broad and, and disagreeable wings. And I would note for you the reason this is is actually because the Republicans actually do have a bigger tent than the Democrats, who are much more ideologically pure on so many social and fiscal issues where there's a diversity of opinion on the right. And among Republicans, and it's hard to keep that together. Uh, I want to go to Nate, uh, your phone call next, Nate. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. I was uh, chatting with your
2: call screener about this, and the question was, you know, if the Democrats and the moderates, you know, install Patrick Mahenry, the, the arms donors get their Ukraine money, the Democrats fund it through the next election, why does it matter who's Speaker in January? Nothing else is going to get passed because of the Senate, Democrats. So if it's funded through the next election, why does it matter?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, so okay, so they're going to have to pass a this continuing resolution and and hopefully get it uh, funded through the next election. I but see, here's the thing: I don't know that they can do that, Nate. Which is why that uh, they've got to find some speaker now because the going plan for the GOP has been to fund it for six months, not for a year. Um, they want to fight right before the election on on the size and scope of government now. In all honesty, what's going to happen is I think they probably will wind up funding it through the election, uh, which makes it a a non-starter. However, the problem is like these crises, the situation in Israel, things like that, you you don't know what's coming. And so we got to have somebody in the speaker's chair to do it. At the same time, I mean, let's just be honest that you could put anyone in as the speaker, and it's the majority of the House that governs. So, I mean, you literally you could put in a Democrat as speaker – And if the majority of the House says you can't do that, Mr. Speaker, he can't do it. Uh, Now, nobody wants a Democratic speaker on the Republican side. But you've got Jim Jordan now willing to cut a deal with the Democrats to make Patrick McHenry the speaker. Even Patrick McHenry does not want that deal. This is insanity. Now, what is all of this about? They didn't have a game plan. They did not have a game plan going into this. And because they didn't have a game plan going into this, uh, Matt Gates, Leroy Jenkins did and sabotaged the whole thing. Uh, that that genuinely is what we're dealing with right now. Matt Gates, Leroy Jenkins, the whole situation. I may have to remake that point when we come back. Right now, I got to tell you about Swiss America. They've been sounding the alarm with a secret war on cash. Uh, banks collaborate with the government and businesses to push you to use. Uh, non-currency to like credit cards and things like that, (laughs) social capital scores coming. You had regional banks, 10 of them had their credit downgraded. What a mess. Swiss America wants to educate you on ways to help protect your hard-earned assets. Now, you can get and read the report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy is free by calling or texting 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash, including digital forms of currency, is spreading daily Go read The Secret War on Cash. It is free. It's a free report. Mention my name, Eric Erickson. Call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or call or text 800-289-2646. Message and data rates may apply.
1: He's got the courage to tell you the truth, because the truth is what matters. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show.
0: Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. You can always text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 if you'd like to be a part of the program. Let's go to George calling. Welcome to the show, George.
2: Hey, Eric, uh, I got a senior daughter too looking at colleges, so I feel your pain.
0: Oh my gosh, God bless you and, and her. What a What a pain in the butt it is.
2: Oh, they jump through so many hoops. Hey, Eric, I'm going to tell you something that probably will never happen, but the Democrats do this all the time. Why don't the Republicans get together, nominate one person for per Speaker, and then blame the Democrats if it doesn't get passed. To coming across the aisle and say, "Hey, what they don't want—they want to see babies killed. They don't want to see support for Israel." Uh, put the pressure back on the other side. Take a play out of the Democratic playbook.
0: Oh, so I would love it if they would, George. The problem is that the Republicans hate each other so much right now they can't agree on one person. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Um, I would love yeah, it if we, they could.
2: Yeah. No. That's. That's good. We just we just never do. We never put the pressure back on them like they do us all the time.
0: Yep. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, we fight each other instead. So I, I got a question for you. Get out of here. So so what colleges are you, is your daughter looking at?
2: Uh, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia. She wants to go to some SEC big school. She's been in a private Christian school too. Uh, like, Look, so so like so. Dad, you you just to Philip,
0: who does all my digital stuff. You just made his heart happy by by saying Tennessee first. Um, Oh, we uh, that, went up
2: there to a game, and she fell in love.
0: Oh gosh, gosh, Philip! Philip, stop! I mean, d- don't is? even text us, Philip. I'm talking to George. I don't care about you and your love of Tennessee, Auburn. Now you know, d- just just as long as she's going to a basketball school, not a football school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, have a great day. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks, thanks, George. Thanks. Yeah, you know, so so mine is looking she's looking at Mercer, Georgia Tech. She's, I think she's going to apply to the University of Georgia. Uh, she might apply to Barry College. My, my wife and I have been trying to tell her. You know, Barry would be Barry would be nice. Um, oh no, not everybody looks good in orange. Your your your, your seven month old looks good in orange, but nope, nope. Most people look like a pumpkin. All right, uh, the phone number eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. Should you wish to be on the program, I I look. I gotta. I wasn't going to do this, but I am going to do this. I mentioned this yesterday, and I want to walk you through this again because I just this this is. Uh, there are lots of bad analogies in the world. This is actually a very good analogy. It is a famous internet meme. Now, my apologies to those of you who listened yesterday and heard this, but got a lot of new people listening. They float in and out. I need to explain this for you. There's an internet meme. You can go to YouTube and you can find the video. I I can't play it for you because there's a lot of profanity in it. Uh, But it is a group of guys playing an online game called World of Warcraft. One of the guys' names is Leroy Jenkins. And they have repeatedly now on multiple occasions tried in this game. They're playing over the internet together, individual characters, and they've tried to go into this cave and kill the bad guys. Ogres, orcs, bad things. And every time they do it, they wind up getting slaughtered and and they gotta respawn, they gotta regroup, they gotta do it over again. And finally that they decide to have a big strategy meeting. And as they begin the strategy meeting, Leroy Jenkins says, Guys, I gotta run to the bathroom, grab something to drink, I'll be right back. So these guys are, and it is detailed strategy. I mean, three of us are going to go in. We're going to distract them. Five of you are going to break through the rock on the backside. You're going to come into the backside of the cave. We're going to leave three more people over here. So when the orcs come, so we, we may get slaughtered, but you guys are going to kill them and then we'll be able to respond and advance the game. Now, here's what's going to happen. The orcs are going to come from this way. You're going to go in this way. Here's the weapons you're going to use, blah, blah, blah. And they're in the middle of talking and you hear this, you hear Leroy Jenkins say, I'm back. Let's go. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. And he storms in, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what's he doing? We, is it, that's not the play. We're all going to die. And they all die. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Gates caused more collateral damage than Leroy Jenkins by Leroy Jenkinsing, this speaker ouster. We are about now 30-ish, 35-ish days away from a government shutdown. For many of us on the right, it's okay. We don't care. But for most Americans, they care deeply because they want to fund Israel. They actually do want to fund Ukraine, and they really do want to keep the government open. Matt Gates doesn't care. Matt Gates wants Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House. Matt Gates and seven other members of Congress ousted Kevin McCarthy, causing the present situation in the House of Representatives. And then fairly immediately thereafter said, uh, Jordan, Jim Jordan would be acceptable to us. Well, all the way back to the 1980s when Ronald Reagan's president of the United States, Ronald Reagan believed you should not negotiate with hostage takers. you can't negotiate with terrorists. That's kind of woven within the fabric of the Republican movement at this point in the conservative movement. The result is a group of Republicans who believe that to vote for Jim Jordan, even though many of them like him, to vote for him would be rewarding Matt Gates, And they don't want to reward Matt Gates. The result is going to be exactly what I told you it was going to be. It's taken longer than I expected it. But many of you do not want to fund the Ukrainian effort. You're going to get the Ukrainian effort funded now. Because of what Matt Gates did. Kevin McCarthy held the line. The new guy won't. Because if they structure the deal as they intend to structure the deal with Patrick McHenry, whatever can get a majority of the votes is going to pass. So you've got the moderate Republicans who want to fund Ukraine and all the Democrats who want to fund Ukraine. Guess what? You're going to fund Ukraine. You're going to get bigger government. There's no one to hold the line. There's no one to say no in the speaker's chair. Patrick McHenry won't be able to say no in his present capacity as an interim speaker because whatever the majority wants, the majority gets. Many of you were very defensive when I said this is what Matt Gaetz would do. I was right. This is where it's headed. This is what's what's happening. This is how it's going to move forward. This is how it's going to proceed. It's chaos. This isn't leadership. And the reason it's headed this way and the reason Jim Jordan will never be Speaker of the House is because Matt Gates decided to do an impression of Leroy Jenkins and showed up with seven other members of Congress and decided for the first time in American history to vacate the chair. And it worked. Eight Republicans and all the Democrats combined conspired to oust the chair. And now Republicans can't agree internally on who should replace Kevin McCarthy. And so it looks like led by Jim Jordan now, led by Jim Jordan. They're going to place an interim speaker in the chair who will have no power other than what the majority says. And if that majority is all the Democrats and a handful of Republicans, well, guess what? That's the majority, and the speaker will have no power to stop it. Thank you, Matt Gates. You just insured big government. But, hey, at least Ukraine will be funded now. Back to the phones we go, 877-973-7425. Gerald, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Gerald. Hello. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. What's going on, Gerald?
3: Hey, my comment on this uh, this speaker of the house, I had a a thought. You know, these guys, they could go down to one of our local nurses, probably just going there and watch these kids playing with each other's blocks, and one taking my blocks and you taking his blocks, and they could probably learn something because that's about all they're doing. You know, there's always one kid bigger than the other kids in the nursery. Well, that's Matt Gates. He's just like one of them little kids. So. Yep.
0: Yeah.
3: It's Look, just like being, being in a nursery somewhere.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, it, it really is remarkable how the, the, the childish antics of those who are, well, they, they wanted to, to blow. So, 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 you know what? There's just – I got to – I had a point, and I lost it in my head with everything else going on, and let me get back to it. There was no plan, and that's the problem. At the beginning of this year, conservatives plotted on how to extract maximum concessions from Kevin McCarthy, knowing they weren't actually going to be able to stop him, but they could make it so difficult for him that they could extract concessions, and it worked. Chip Roy was the ringleader and was smart enough to understand how the process worked. Matt Gates tried to obstruct the whole thing. He didn't care because he has a personal animosity towards Kevin McCarthy. They had no plan this time. They had no plan. There was never a plan. It was Matt Gates and seven others, Leroy Jenkins, the whole situation. It's blown up in their face now. They had no plan to get any concessions whatsoever. And now what's going to happen is we're going to get a more moderate speaker than we had before. And Kevin McCarthy, he was a moderate, but he was principle less. So he did whatever he needed to do to be able to get maximum concessions. And it worked. And now there is no plan. Now there's no way to get any more concessions. Now uh, the whole thing is just a mess. And look at the crises we have. Look at the crises we now have on the table. Look at at the crises we're going to have to deal with. And all the funding, and there's no time to slow down the training. You've empowered the Senate to cut the spending deal because you're going to have a fresh speaker get in the chair and not have time to restructure a spending deal with the Senate to avoid a government shutdown, which they don't want to do. This, the whole thing, Matt Gates did this. Matt Gates is the cause of this. Matt Gates is to blame for this. We're going to get bigger government as a result of him, Leroy Jenkins, in the speaker vote. Tim, you're going to be the next caller. Welcome to the show, Tim. How are you? Good. How about you? Good. What's going on? Uh, I just
3: want to make a quick comment. Yesterday I heard I believe it was yesterday you were talking to um, Chip Roy and he was commenting about how he works for his constituents, not his um, associates there in the in the mm-hmm. Congress. And I wish more of them would take that attitude because um, I don't particularly care for Matt Gates, and and. The thing that you're talking about, they're all mad at Pitt, Matt Gates, but um, they need to think about what's best for our country and what their constituents want, and not—it's not about them; it's about us. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they need to put all that enmity aside and do the right thing. And most of the people wanted Jim Jordan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just because they're mad at Matt Gates, they don't need to take it out on us. I agree. I agree. Okay. The, the problem I is I, – Tim, look, I, I appreciate that. The problem is they they think in their own heads, in their own minds, they think that they're standing up to bullies and that they will be rewarded for standing up to bullies like Matt Gates. They also think that most Americans actually don't care about the speaker fight. They just want a speaker. They don't care who it is. On that, I think they're right. They're They're wrong among conservatives. We want Jim Jordan – But among Americans generally, they're probably right. Most people couldn't even name the Speaker of the House. That, unfortunately, is the problem. The the ignorance of the public helps these members of Congress. They needed Eden-Pure Thunderstorm to clear the air in that conference room. Undoubtedly so. After all the yelling and spittle in the room, the Eden-Pure Thunderstorm could clean the air, wipe out the noxious odors, the sulfurous odors left behind by some of these morons. The Eden-Pure Thunderstorm, it's an air purifier. It gets rid of the pollen. It gets rid of the dust in the air. It also gets rid of the bad odors. The body odors, the political politician odors, the litter box odors, the pet odors, the smoke odors, the musty odors, the cooking odors. It wipes them out. You get three of them for less than $200. All you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in the discount code, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, my name. You get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms, less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric. You get one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for the basement, or your travel bag, or your RV, or whatever you need it for. I've got one. I'd keep it in my travel bag if there's someone's been spoken to the hotel room prior to me or a rental car in particular. I can plug it in in a car with a USB cord or I can plug it directly to the wall in a hotel room and it wipes out the odors. They really do work. Edenpuredeals.com is the website. You'll be asked for a discount code on the front page of that website and you put in my name Eric E R I C K and you can get 3 of them for less than
1: $200. Well connected. It's Eric Erickson live every weekday. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now.
0: Greetings, welcome. I have good news, men in my audience. Victoria's Secrets decided to scrap their rebrand. And go back to sexy lingerie. <laughs> it's the radical transformation that has come to an end. Uh, the lingerie chain has spent two years overhauling its hypersexualized image in a bid to regain cultural relevance and win back young consumers. There were some successes. Well, they believe that uh, having Megan Rapino in a transgender model uh, were successes, uh, but. Their sales declined. They've also had uh, plus size models in addition to the transgender models. Well, you know, listen, having a transgender woman uh, having to explain away the whole bulge that that just it didn't work so well for um, Victoria's Secret. Well, now they've decided to go back to sexy models, uh, women who won't have bulges in their panties. It's remarkable. Who'd have thunk it? Um, Who'd have thunk it? It turns out even women did not want to go wear the same lingerie that some dude was wearing with a boob job and long hair. So they've decided they're going to go back to the sexy stuff. Um, Turns out, you know, that going woke really isn't good for businesses anywhere, including lingerie businesses. Um, It's like, you know, um, my daughter – was well ordering feminine hygiene products from some online company, and she dropped them when they started having trans men uh, advertise the products. And my kid was like, uh, "Nope, not for me," and and dropped it. And, and it's like, I'm I'm what is it? Is it Unilever? I can't remember. One, one of the the razor blades decided to have a a trans dude uh, shaving as as one of their ad campaigns. Like, nope, not for me. I I, I don't want I don't want woke. I won't, Most Americans don't want woke. I, most Americans understand that that men cannot become women, women cannot become men, and when you're claiming that they are, you're a goofball crazy company. So they've taken a pass. Having Victoria's Secrets decide that they were going to show off the um, Megan Rapinos of the world, the transgender people of the world, and the overweight models of the world didn't help their business. Their business declined. Uh, all the kids... We're like, oh, they're going woke. This is so good. Oh, dear God, we're not buying that. Look at what's in it. Well, now they're going back. God bless them for going back to the supermodels. God bless them, indeed. Still not going to help them though. Too expensive. Too many little things to to have to unclamp and just just make it simple, people. I I got never mind. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. How's that? Let's talk about this company. This company's been in business since 1917. Satisfaction, your satisfaction guaranteed when you order from them. All you do is go to omahasteaks.com. You put Eric in as your promo code at checkout. You get 30 extra dollars off. Minimum order applies, but they're having their semi-annual sale site-wide 50% off right now. So you're saving big to begin with. And then you put Eric in as your promo code at checkout. You get 30 extra dollars off. What a remarkably great deal at omahasteaks.com. Again, all you do, go to omahasteaks.com. You load up your cart with deliciousness. It'll be delivered to your door. And if you're not happy, they're going to make you happy. Try the bacon wrap fillets or try the bacon wrap pork chops. Talk about a pig in a blanket. My gosh, it's a pig in a bacon blanket. It's delicious. And my wife would tell you to get the caramel apple tartlets. She loves them. She had one last night. Individually wrapped, handmade, pop them in the oven, heat them up, get a scoop of ice cream. They're delicious. omahasteaks.com. That's the website, OmahaStakes.com. You put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, as your promo code at checkout. You get thirty extra dollars off your order. Unbelievable savings, unbelievable satisfaction, unbelievable quality at OmahaStakes.com.